Hello. You are listening to En Her Element podcast, featuring Maria Elena Madokin and Leo Kadia Chwafe. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back. Hello everybody. So we have a confession to make. Uh-huh. <laughs> I told Marlon to start us off because I was like, I don't know how to present this. <laughs> so we recorded last night. Yes, we did. And basically, it was shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't our best but, work. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the way that Leo Kadia and I divide responsibilities for the podcast is mainly – I help with some ideas. I help with calendaring and making sometimes even getting some guests. Like that's like my my will my belly wig. Um, and then I also do the um, recording. I <clears throat> I will uh, do the editing and recording um, part on the back end and and make sure that it gets uploaded to our system. Leo Kadia does administrative work as well as well as making sure that our social media looks fire because it does thank you thank you you're very welcome i love our instagram page like i kind of wish i could hire you to do my instagram (laughs) i have new ideas for it but that's not the point of this episode but i have new ideas for it so it needs a little vamping up (laughs) so anyway regardless um i'm sitting here at my desk and I text Leo Cadillo. What did I text you? You said, I don't like the episode. Can we re-record it? And I called you. Yeah. So another thing is that we have a rule that we don't text about the episode. We don't text about the podcast. We only talk to each other about it. Right. And if we have to text, it will be like, hey, can I call you? And that's kind of like our code word to be like, oh, we need to talk about it. Or I don't say a code word and I just randomly call her. So. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we've... Clearly, we've figured out how to work with each other and be a good team. And I don't think there was anything wrong with the content. I don't think there's anything wrong with the content. I think the way I viewed it is I felt for me because it was my turn, one, to uh, like get it together and organize it. I felt like I didn't organize in the way where the conversation could flow easily. I kind of felt we were like, frazzled and scrambled which is how I and but also in for sake of being transparent with our audience we're both we're both going through a lot (laughs) so it makes sense shit (laughs) (laughs) um I don't know like do we want to talk about it do we want to be that transparent or let's talk about um, it why not it's our podcast I don't care who listens like it's our show yeah, so you can go first. <laughs> yeah, I guess my biggest news, uh, I broke up with, if you've been listening to the podcast, then you know exactly who I broke up with. There's no need to drop names. Um, yeah, we broke up uh, a while ago, I guess literally, literally a week ago or whatever, and it fucking sucks. So not going to lie, my mind has been completely scrambled trying to do work and deal with a breakup with someone who I was for sure thought I was going to marry just to be like transparent. So like, it kind of sucks going through that phase. And so it's kind of funny. We had like our expectation, like episode yesterday, which is what we wanted to call it. And I think we kind of fell under the like expectation. We have to record a great episode. And I think when I was recording this episode, I was like pretty like vulnerable in it because I was feeling a lot of things at the same time and feeling like I didn't do something right or get an expectation and having to like tell my family this news of like oh sorry and whatnot so I kind of felt like I failed somewhere along the way so I no yeah so I guess there's nothing to say except like going through that and that sucks and like trying to still create content and have a personal life 
and still do all the things I need to do and not fall into like a deep like despair of emotion which is something I don't want to do because I still have shit to do right I still have a family roommates whatnot recording helping Marlena with her big thing that she has coming up as well because I gotta be a supportive friend and I want to be a supportive friend right so not gonna lie yesterday was a pretty shit work because I was going through it but it happens it's the circle of life guys you know and so and that is one thing that I think I need to learn from our experience right like as women we're expected to carry the right the weight of the world on our shoulders and make it look easy. And some of us do better at it than others. Mm-hmm. And some of us do better at it at different times in our lives than others. And so from my end, since we're all being vulnerable, excuse me, um, a month ago, exactly today, I mm-hmm. decided, I decided that I was going to take an extended trip to Europe. Um, primarily to, one, figure things out for myself and see what's going on. I think that um, some of you that are friends of ours or friends of the podcast know that I was let go from my position in December. Um, So that's been pretty interesting. And if I'm on, if I'm 110% honest with myself, I've been putting myself in front of people and I've been making sure that I stay afloat and, um, but I, I don't want to go into something just because I need a job. Mm-hmm. So I launched my consulting company. I have five clients. I got a new client yesterday, five clients. Oh, oh my gosh. Yay. I have five clients and I'm piecing together things and it's going to be a bunch of W-9s, and it's going to look like a tax nightmare next year. However, I have this freedom right now to take this time, these three months, because that's all my visa will allow me to just go be somewhere else for a hot second. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of it is to reconnect with my significant other if we decide, decide that that's what we want. Um, but also a majority of it is like, I'm never going to have this time again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like I'm never going to have three months to just shoot the shit and be this free. And um, I, in full transparency, I'm having conversations with a couple of different organizations in Kansas city and I'm looking at what the future holds. But as a woman of faith, knowing that the answer is, the answer is just wait. And that's okay. Like, that's okay if that's the answer. So, mm-hmm. um, so I think for both of us, we've just been going through it. And so expected to, you know, I think it's Eric who said, give the people what they want. <laughs> yes. That's Eric's line. <laughs> right. Like sometimes we have to give ourselves what we need in order to give the people what we want. Right. And so from this podcast, from this little incident that we've had as two friends who are working on a passion project, the first thing I learned was I need to be 110% honest with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember even last night while I was in my closet recording, um, we we both said, oh, that was good. So like, we do you remember that? I do remember that. We both that. lied to each other. We straight up just lied to each other. And I went to bed last night very anxious. Like, I didn't go to the – I usually go to the gym at 5 in the morning. I couldn't sleep. I didn't either. I didn't go to the gym because I felt very anxious. I felt like I wasn't being real. And I felt like – I just felt frazzled. I wasn't being real. It, 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 felt, it felt really odd. And I went to bed thinking – are we going to release this episode? Because if we are, I'm like, this is not my best work. And I don't know. This is also another thing. I don't want people to hear something that's not my best work, which is, of course, another expectation that we put on ourselves. Like we all. Oh, have no, but there's there's but... definitely that air of we need to be excellent for sure. I'm not right. saying that that's right. not good. Like, right. 
So, but like, I felt it too, right? mm -hmm. But like, definitely I went to bed thinking like, hmm, I don't know. So it is interesting this morning, she did text me and she was like, I don't like the episode. And in my head, I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) So like, I think that that just reminds us that we have to be honest with ourselves, one, ourselves, and then your teammates, the people who are there to support you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then be brave because I was almost like I so I have a system and I was downloading our re-downloading our our introduction. Thank you, Play by Heart Entertainment, um, for providing that for us. And then I was loading up like the recording, and I was like, even from the beginning, like the first introduction was clunky. And I'm just like, I hate this. I don't, I'm not. I'm not putting my name on this because I know that the people who listen to the podcast and know me and know the work that I can do would be embarrassed. Right. I felt the exact same way because I have some, I have a lot of friends and peers who are just like super supportive and know what I can do. And I felt, I was like, damn, I can't have them listening to this. I was like, they're going to think some, like, I just can't. I just, I couldn't. I felt the same way. And then the other lesson that I learned was it's okay to start over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that we give each, in ourselves enough grace to say like, that was mm, not good. And you know what? Let's throw it away. Let's burn it. I even want us to delete it off of our, actually, I kind of want to keep it there to remind us that we can do, we can restart. Right. That kind of, what you said kind of reminds me, my coach at the gym I go to, um, every time we go to the gym, he somehow makes it into like a life lesson, whatever, which is absolutely amazing. I hate coaches for that. I don't know, but my coach, I'm a good, David Vava, I love that man so much. He's so amazing. But I was, you know, what you just said, like being able to like start over, I was doing my squats and I wasn't doing well and I've had to deload which makes me really, really upset having to essentially like kind of start over. And he was like, you just got to do it. Like you just have to start over. He's like, it's okay. And he was like, give yourself some grace, you know? And that one meant a lot to hear from him because I admire him and he's someone who really pushed me. But two, it was like one of those things like in life, you just have to give yourself a lot of grace and it's okay to start over and it's okay to be vulnerable. And that's something that's like, I know that's super hard for me to do, giving myself grace and be like, hey, it's okay to go through shit. It's okay to start over this episode. That's not your best work. And even if it's not your best work, like it's, it's just okay to start over, you know? And I think that a lot of times we're afraid to admit that we didn't do it right because something that we did talk about in our expectations, we wanted to name it fuck your expectations or fuck, yeah, fuck their expectation. I don't even remember. It was but, fuck your, it was fuck your expectations. Uh-huh. The issue is like, I, the only, the only thing that I expect from myself is to try to do my best every day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that might mean drinking water, right? Like that might be not eating 7,000 calories in one day or whatever, whatever that means for me that day is me being excellent. That's the only expectation I have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So and for other, yeah, we shouldn't be worried about what others think. However, in that same vein is like, I want to make sure that I add beauty to the world and I add excellence to the world, mm-hmm. not because someone expects it, but because it, that's what I want to contribute to society. Right. Like my best foot forward. Because we know what we're capable of doing. Like we're both very smart, intelligent, capable ladies who are doing like great stuff and making a lot of like bold moves in our own respective lives. So it's one of those things where it's like, we know what we can do. So like, we know we can put forth excellence. We know we can contribute something that's of quality work. And yesterday it wasn't our quality work and it's okay to admit that. And it's just like, all right, you just 
start over and being honest. And that's what we want this like podcast to be like us being honest too. I think that's the most important thing, which is why we created like this platform anyway. Cause like we've said things that have been like controversial to some people, but like they're like, in a way, our truth, our view of the world, just being point blank honest. And yesterday we weren't really honest. And I think honesty is like our form of like excellence in a way, right? Like being honest and vulnerable, that's something that we want to put out into the world. And yesterday wasn't it. So Yeah, I would say yeah. And we've given people the option to be part of the conversation who don't necessarily agree with us. And we've Right. Uh-huh. Given, and we've given people like, hey, this is our platform and I see you, I hear you. However, there's a couple of things that I just think that you're not understanding because of where, where you are both physically and mentally, emotionally. Like I was giving a, I was teaching a class on the self recently mm-hmm. and realizing that like the self is who we are. Right. So the person who refers to as I, so it's like the physical self, the mental self, the emotional self and the spiritual self. And like, we can't, as much as we try, separate those four. They exist within within the being of the self. And so realizing that if we're not fully together, if one one part of us, like we were there physically, we were there, we weren't there emotionally, we weren't there even mm-hmm. mentally in that space, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then I'm not giving the best of myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if all four components of there aren't aren't if all four components of the self aren't present, then you're not giving yourself completely. Right. Exactly. That's a little meta, but, you know, (laughs) no, but it's true. You have to put your best foot forward is having all of those components um, together. That's what I would say is like the definition of putting all of yourself and your best self forward. If all those things are together and you're intentional about it, then I think that will makes it successful, whatever that looks like to you. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. So yeah, let's, let's chat a little bit about the expectations that we wanted to outline um, last night. So what are, what are some of those, if you want, we don't have to, I'm whatever. I'm free. I'm very free to be free right now. Right. I think let's talk a little bit about it. Cause I think it's something that we, I think it's something that's important to talk about. I feel it's kind of funny that we're talking about kind of feeling that our own expectation to make this podcast really great, but on top of that, at the same time, going through our own respective life shit that we're going on. Mm-hmm. I feel women in general, or usually as a whole, there's the expectation that you have to be everything. Like, mm-hmm. you gotta be the best mom, wife, coworker, best friend, like, you have so many hats you have to fill. You got to be, like, the boss, babe. You got to be like all of those things. Um, but that is, like, an unrealistic expectation that we put on women. Um, and we assume that they are capable of doing all of those things. When you can, it's, you can be all of those things. But I think we put the unnecessary pressure of, like, oh, if you're not good at one of those things, then you're a failure, Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think it's interesting because like before, I think the expectation of women in society and culture has like changed over time. Because I'll say before it was like, you got to be like humble, quiet, best homemaker, whatnot. Your role is like in the home. And then I think it got to be like, all right, women can and should be in the workplace, but you got to be absolutely amazing at what you do. And now it's gone to like, You got to be an amazing homemaker if that is who you are, but also an incredible like boss babe having to be able to do all those things at once, but not just do it at once, do it flawlessly. And if you can't do it flawlessly, then you're fucked. (laughs) Like then you're seen, you're seen as not doing it right. And I think in our case, um, I mean, we're both not 
mothers or spouses. So I guess we don't fit into that like box or whatever. But that doesn't mean that we don't feel the pressures of that. Oh yeah, no, we do. And we'll talk about that feeling the pressures of like being a spouse, wife, mother, whatever. But I think also like in our case, there's the expectation of like, Hey, we're going through all this like life shit, but like you still have to like be absolutely amazing. Like there's no room to be like a sad person, like a sad bitch. You know what I mean? Like you gotta be like on top of it. And I think that's like an unrealistic expectation just in general on people, because like you have moments when you're not doing great and that is okay. Sometimes you need to take like a breather and come back. But like, if you're seen as like, Oh, I need to take like a mental health day or I need to like step back because this one piece of my life is going awry and I want to like fix that or like dwell on it for a minute. Then people are like, oh, but, like, I thought you're able to do everything. And, like, it's mostly on women than on men in that particular aspect of that expectation, having to do everything and be everything and be there for everyone. Yeah, so I think that it's this idea that it's – responsibilities of women have been added, but nothing has been taken away. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So like Mm -hmm. men, Mm -hmm. men are very good at like your, you are, and then this is men in our society and this isn't all men. I'm not, um, I'm not a, I'm not, um, over, oversimplifying or overgeneralizing. You're a man and you provide for your family. So therefore you don't have to be a caretaker. Mm-hmm. Whereas women are caretakers and providers and taxi cabs and, but we also, because of our nature, like allow people to treat us that way. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I, so I remember, I remember a story um, that I have with my grandmother and my grandmother, God bless her, is probably one of the most amazing women I know. And I sit in awe at her feet when she looks at me and tells me that I'm brave or smart or because the, the awe is mutual. And I think Mm -hmm. that's just so beautiful. But I remember this was early on, maybe I was 19 or 20 years old and my grandmother doesn't drive. My grandmother hasn't driven my entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, She did drive when her kids were younger. My grandmother was also a trained nurse. Mm. And then, yes. So my grandmother is a caretaker, like through mm-hmm. and through. Mm-hmm. Um, so through her, her education training and through her and through and, and just who she is and her spirit. And I remember my grandmother one day I was driving her around I was finishing up some classes and then I had two or other two or three other activities that I was doing at the time mm-hmm. and she turned around and she said to me and I'm a good cook but I was just like I just don't have time to cook mm-hmm. and she said to me then how do you expect to be able to run a home <laughs> and I turned around and I said to her never were you asked to do this, 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 and this? Your duties stopped at being, you know, a homemaker, mm-hmm. right? Like that was her ex- their expectations. Like my grandmother, yeah, she was a nurse, and she will tell you to this day, her the biggest regret that she has is not going back to the home once the kids were younger, you know. And mm-hmm. so I'm not saying that you you can't. It's that not only are we expected to do well or to be in the home and take care of our aging parents and like all these expectations. And I'm not telling you that none of them are beautiful and none of them, God forbid or God willing, whichever way you want to look at it, I have the opportunity to do. I won't take those opportunities, but something will suffer and that is okay. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. it's okay to... To say right now, I can't be on that board or right now um, I'm going to hire a nanny, right? Like mm-hmm. we just need to hire someone to help us. 
mm-hmm. and we need to be okay with that. And then people, oh, well, you don't understand the finances it takes. You're right. I don't. But when I get, when I get to that point, I'll be able to have the conversation of what do we expect from our household in order to actually make sure that we function as, as humans. And I have a friend, she's, um, just met her. She took a pay cut and a demotion Hmm. in order to be a good mom. Right. Mm -hmm. And she goes, yeah, I was feeling a little bit guilty. She goes, but I'm never getting this time back with these little kids and they're adorable. They're adorable children. And another thing is like when, when she's, you know, she was a, she's a leader in one of this, these organizations that I am working with. Mm-hmm. She said, if you can't handle that, my children are coming with me, then it's probably just not the place for us to be. Wow. And I think that as women, we need to cultivate more spaces to, yep. Like I'm a working woman and I'm also have my children like, uh, Sorry, I can't go because of family expectations shouldn't just be something that women are expected to use. Mm-hmm. Right? Like we should mm-hmm. we should be like family should come before really anything. Mm-hmm. Right? And so like I think our responsibility as the leaders that we are in our spaces is saying like the es- expectation is such. I think that instead of like we always are going to expect other things from other people, but the expect setting the expectation is that the expectation is such that I need you here and I'm going to make sure that I do everything possible to make sure that you're the right person for this team. And it takes a village. Mm-hmm. And that's just not, I don't think that's ever going to change in the corporate world. Um, but I think that if we start having these conversations of saying like, we need daycare in places because parent, both parents work, right? And um, we need to make sure that mental health exists because everybody has mental health issues, even if you are from a, quote, perfect family where mom and dad were, quote, perfect communicating. That doesn't exist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the expectations need to be, no, we know that everybody has their own shit. How are we going to help you to develop yourself professionally and personally to make sure that you are the best person and continue to be the best person. And so Mm -hmm. I think that that's what we did with ourselves today in a very microcosm was like, scrap that. The only expectation we have is to be excellent for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So what does that look like for us? I don't Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. Am I off on a tangent? No, oh, you are, but I like this tangent. <laughs> no, but the thing that stuck out to me the most in the tangent the tangent was your friend taking the pay cut and emotion to be with her family or provide just to be with her family. And I it's, no, I gosh, I think it gets me because it's it's so funny how a lot of people probably looked down on her and was being like, you are like jeopardizing your career and whatnot. When those are sometimes also the same people who are like, oh, but you're not there enough for your family. So the mm-hmm. one time she makes a decision to be like, you know what? My family's pride right now. I'll do these things. The job can come later or whatever she wants. People are like, oh, you're doing a bad thing. But say that she decide, hey, I want to have a promotion and get, like, a pay raise. I'll, those same people will probably be like, like, girl, what are you doing? Like, you have a family. You have a home. And that really, like, frustrates me because, like, none of those things are right or wrong. Like, if you want to stay home and be with the kids, do it. That is awesome. That is amazing. If you still want to be a family person, but still have this job career, awesome, amazing, do it. Those are both equally amazing things, but as society, we deem one better than the other, and then it becomes hypocritical, like, and that's upsetting. And I think that is something that I experience not having a family and Mm -hmm. not being married 
Um, and even I think you've experienced this a little bit. Like we both left our homes. We're the firstborn daughter and we left the home. And, and we are was- unmarried. Scandalous. <laughs> Anne Marie is crawling somewhere being like, when is she coming home? When is she coming home? Sorry, mom. I love you so much. <laughs> Hi, Miss Jambu. Hi, Miss Jambu. Sorry, I called you Anne Marie. I love you. <laughs> but no, no, and, and continue. And I'll have something to say, but continue. No, but like, um, I've learned that there's this pressure to be either a good, like you can have one or the other. Um, but I've learned that this is just a phase in my life. Like I've learned, I know that in 10 years, right. I hope I'm not starting my family in 10 years, but in 10 years, my family is going to need much more than me from me than they need right now. Mm-hmm. So how am I going to use this time that I have? And I think that this is what I've learned from my friend, Melissa, is that time is of the essence. Mm-hmm. So she has the rest of her life. She's young and the rest of her children's lives to still make a difference. And it mean, doesn't mean that they're not making a difference. Mm-hmm. It just means that it looks different than she expected it. And that's okay. Right. You don't have right. to follow some norm or expectation look if it works for melissa and her family then it works for melissa and her family and that is great you know what i mean and and that's what i had to learn for myself was that i was dying to be this beautiful perfect catholic woman and when i mean beautiful catholic woman i mean like i was wearing a head veil and i was making sure that i wasn't eating anything so catholic men would find me attractive and i'm not saying that catholic men aren't attractive to women who look like me I'm just saying that the Catholic men in the Midwest um, were not attracted to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that just happened to be where I lived. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and there was just a lot of other things that for me were hard, right? Like my brain is big and I'm, I can eat any person alive with words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, she's, right, no, she's like, good. With, she's good with words. What she needs, Marlon. What she needs to get. What she needs to say. What she needs to say. She says it so well that it's hard. To, like come back. It's hard. To, like say something back. It's like, damn. You know, like, like but it's true. You're like, did you insult me? Because I think I want more. <laughs> yeah, like, wait, say that again. <laughs> um. And so I know that that's not necessarily attractive. So the expectation is to make yourself small. Mm -hmm. But here's the deal, like, that hasn't worked in the past, right? Like, I'm going to just match the energy and I'm going to be big and I'm going to, yes, take care of myself and, yes, eat what I need to eat in order to stay healthy. But, like... And once I let go of that, and once I was free from that idea of what my expectation was, like, my good fortune or what was coming for me came, right? Like, the job mm-hmm. came, and I was in a very happy – I was very happy with my job. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in the space where I'm still happy. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I had health insurance, <laughs> but I'm still happy. <laughs> you know what I sick. mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm praying to God, I don't get COVID or I'm praying to God, you know? And, and luckily I'm in a space of privilege where I know how to use the system that I'll be fine. Right. Right. And like, mm-hmm. I know how to navigate the system because I freaking worked in it for three years. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, I know that if I were to get sick, I know how to navigate the system. It's not an easy system, Mm -hmm. but I know that I can do that. So as far as expectations go for that, it's like, yeah, like you expect me to have a full-time job, but at the same time, those people are jealous that I have freedom, you know? And I think a lot of times when we talk about expectations and when we judge people and women, we judge the fact that we don't have the same freedom. And we don't celebrate that enough. Mm -hmm. And so there's some people, um, especially with this last decision I made, that are just like, some people are like super for it. Um, Other people are like, not at all. Like they're confused. They're just like, well, what if this happens? And what if that happens? And what if that happens? I'm like, yeah, what if it happens? When was the last time you got to go to Europe for three months? Right. Crickets. Crickets. (laughs) 
cricket, 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 cricket. <laughs> no, it's true. I think, I think, I for me, um, when it comes to expectations, we kind of like uh, briefly talked like coming from an immigrant, me, um, daughter of Cameroonian immigrants. Um, Wait, what? You're a daughter. You're a daughter of immigrants. <gasps> I am. For those of you still what? keeping track, <laughs> drop What's that an down. immigrant. <laughs> But I know for me, um, coming from uh, a Cameroonian household, an African household, there is the usual expectation of you don't leave the home until you have your own family, ideally. So, I mean, like, you can move away. And my cousins have done that. My mom has done that. She moved away from home for a while, but then she came back to Cameroon. But the idea is, like, at some point, you don't officially leave the home until you get married. Right. And so there's me at 18 moving away to DC. Right. And then there's me graduating from college, moving to Kansas City. And my mom is, my mom is like kind of confused. She's a little like, why don't you like come back home? One, she misses me. But two, she's kind of like, I, I don't understand like what's happening. And there's, there's expectation of like, oh, you should get married or something by, an ideal age or whatnot and that is like a it's it's a I don't feel I don't feel too much of that pressure I think right now because I am young and I think I do have a lot of a lot of my peers are in the same phase of life that I am like there's not there's some people I know who are in marriages and long-term relationships and there's a lot that I don't so I don't think I feel a whole bunch of that pressure so I can't say and pretend like oh I feel a whole bunch of that pressure but I feel like a little bit in the sense of like at some point I'm t- I will turn 26 in the fall and I will October be getting older but huh I just dropped your birthday October 18 October 18 yeah I, I said it uh, oh you did okay sorry I didn't hear you um right but I think at some point, like, my mom and people are, like, talking, like, oh, like, I remember when I went to Cameroon, the first thing people will ask me, like, oh, do you have a fiancé? They asked that. And I was just, like, that's what the first thing they asked. And I was, like, wow, not that I'm doing well in my career, doing what I want to do, whatever, right? I think that's mm-hmm. something that I experience. And then um, there's also then the, I think, also expectation of the now this is probably like the black immigrant experience of like your parents came to this country and did all these things. Now you got to take that torch and you got to run. You got to go so fast with that torch that no one else could, that no else can touch you. Right. You have to run a triathlon, decathlon and, and, and look like it doesn't hurt. Right. Which I and I am I like to say I am doing the things that I want to do and I'm very happy where I am, but there is kind of like the expectation of like, oh, you you gotta do all these things, which I feel that pressure, which sucks. And I think another expectation that I feel like I am under is uh being, I guess, the perfect Catholic woman, which by mm-hmm. the way, there is no such thing, but there's a stereotype of I think how Catholic woman should be and I want to preface by saying it's not something that's like said in the bible or like said in like church teaching it is just like people and society and culture that have made up this expectation of the perfect Christian Catholic woman and I think especially like living in the midwest which my experience with people who practice Catholicism is different than people who practice on the East Coast, where I was living for a while, um, there is this expectation that you can't be too loud, too ambitious. You can't do all these things. Like you can't have your career like first. If you do, you can't do that and be a practicing um, Catholic at uh, the same time. I'm gonna just uh, I'm and, gonna I'm gonna hurt some people's feelings if I talk on this. So I'm gonna let you talk on this. <laughs> I know it's. I, I right now I have to remember that God is my savior. Jesus is my savior and God is and God is real. And I am a woman who is anointed to speak the truth and I'm going to need to sit down because men will have their feelings hurt. She's going to put herself on mute so that way she says anything you guys don't hear. But no, it I think it's true. I think 
One, for me, I've never, I just never fit into a lot of boxes anyway. I've always had to adapt. I've always been different in a lot of ways. And I appreciate that. And I love that. And that's something a lot of my peers like love about me. But I think a lot Mm -hmm. in these Christian spaces that we are both in, we both have similar experiences in it. So not that I want to speak for you, but we both have similar experiences in it. And the sense of you can't be too much. Right. I think you can't be. It's because you feel inferior. It's because you know that I'm better than you. So you need to make me feel small. Go away. Like, yes. You know what? Uh Yes. I do know the Bible and the catechism better than you. And I also know how to conduct a meeting better than you. So how about you just shake the fuck up and sit the fuck down? Right. Right. She, she said all the words that I want to say, but like, don't want to say no, but it's true. But I felt this pressure of like, I can't have both. I can't be this awesome, loud, ambitious woman who knows what she wants and is in touch with her femininity and just all these wonderful things. And I still can't be a practicing Catholic who I want day and want to raise my family in the church. Like it's, there's this, there's this idea that I can't do both. And if I do Mm -hmm. do both, I won't do one of them well. The one not doing well, meaning being a practicing Catholic and raising my family in the church, which I find like super offensive. And I really hate it's it when people super, say that to me. It's super offensive. Because it's it means, really, it's be, really offensive. Because it's like, oh, you're saying that I'm not capable of doing both. And also you're saying that like, I don't, what I hear is I'm not capable of doing both. And what I also hear is I'm not prioritizing my faith, which my faith means a lot to me. It is the reason why I make certain decisions. It is, mm-hmm. it's how it helps navigate my life. Like, I'm going to say it. I'm not a wishy-washy Catholic. Like, that is not who I am. So for someone to – for people who who say that to me and to other women who are like me, it's, like, super offensive. I can do yeah. both. And what I always so, – yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I'm I always – No, go ahead. No, no, no what, ahead. I, what I always say – what I always say is if something is of importance to you, you will make it a priority, right? Mm-hmm. Now, there will be trial and error, and you got to find the rhythm of how that works. But if something is of importance to you, you will somehow make it work. So if it's mm-hmm. important for me to be successful in my career, and it is also important for me to like be someone of the faith, practicing the faith, then I will somehow make those two things a priority in my life. Like if I really want those things, I can make it happen. It's not impossible. It's not rocket science. And I would also say that the world needs good practicing Catholic women um, in, in, in spaces that decisions are being made. Exactly. You need these people too. I think, Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. So, no, you're fine. You're getting riled up and I'm going to bring you back. <laughs> and what I, what I would want to say, just the only thing I'd want to like not correct because it's, it's not necessarily a correction, but like maybe we can dive into this at a later day. Maybe like we can have like a month where we just talk about Catholic things, which would I think we should, some, which would drive some people away, but that's totally fine. I'm not here but, to, for people to like me. I have enough friends. So yeah. And like, maybe we can bring some, I could have bring some theologian friends and et cetera, et cetera. But, mm-hmm. um, Proverbs does tell us how a woman should act. Right. And mm-hmm. Song of Songs does tell us how we should be loved. And this Song of Songs is for every human heart because mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a poem. It's an epic to the heart of the human soul. So don't be don't don't skip a beat in telling you that I know how I'm supposed to conduct myself and that there is no discrepancy between the woman that I know that God has ordained um, anointed me to be. And the woman that I'm going to be in the household and in the in the business. And and yes, there's going to be times where things will have to be a priority. And that's okay. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, yeah. So I, I'm right there with you, especially with, with the um, being a good Catholic wife facade that we put on. Right. Um, because mm-hmm. we don't live we don't live in a world where we can exist on a single family income like it just it's not 
Um, I bet you you could. You could make it work. I'm not saying you can't because I've seen tons of families do it. But um, I know that I know that God's asking me to do more things, and the universe is asking me to do more things than. And I'm not saying just be a mom because I think being a mom sounds like the most amazing job in the world. That's true. My ovaries every day are just <laughs> every day. I'm like, darn, my fucking ovaries, darn. Yeah, I'm not saying that. <laughs> and I'm also saying that being a wife sounds pretty badass too. You know, I get to choose this person who, and choose this person who who I get to say like, you are my partner. You are my person. Come hell, high water. Like, you're it. Like, and this person gets to choose me too. And then they, mm-hmm. and then we enter into a contract and they're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I capture them. No, but it's true. I think, I'm just kidding. Right. I'm totally kidding. That's how I, mean, I look at marriage, actually. Or does she? No, but, she does it. She does. She does it. No, no I don't. But I, but no, I'm, but, no. But no, but it's true. I Those are very wonderful things. And for people who, choose to only do those things like I know people who are like I just want to be a mom and a wife and that's amazing no it like really is like I'm not even mm-hmm. trying to be funny but I think we all show shouldn't deny women who want to be that and be have a career or contribute to society in other ways you know like we talk about you like what was wasn't what is in the gospel what does it say many talents I I Miss mm-hmm, mm-hmm. theologian, help me. Um, no, but um, like, but like, I I don't know chapter verse, but there no, there's a part in the Bible that talks about like we have like many talents. Um, and there's that we should... Corinthians that say we're all part of the body. There's also mm-hmm. a parable in which the slaves are given different. It, talents that's and... that's the parable. I really <laughs> like that parable a lot. That's what I was thinking. The, the man who has the talents. Anyway, um, no, but that's what I was thinking. But uh, we have many talents, and in that parable, in summary. Like the person's upset that the person didn't use uh, their talents and like multiply them and like contribute when they're like clearly are capable of doing it. And I think if you want to be a wife and a mother, which I know I want to be one day, that is amazing. But I also have more to offer to my family and to society mm-hmm. than just being a mm-hmm. wife and mother. Like, and and yeah. my daughters and sons need to see an example of that. Exactly. Right? That, I uh-huh. do ha- that I do have a family, right? And, like, I, you know, in a very small scale, I'll, t- I'll tell Jersey whenever I have to leave, um, whenever I have to leave to go to work or leave to have a work meeting, I look at Jersey and I say, I'm leaving so you don't have to be an orphan dog. See? Aw. <laughs> no, right? See, right? Uh-huh. Right? And so, like, it's just what I have to do in order to live the lifestyle that I want. And so... I think that a lot of times we get caught up in other people's expectations, but I think that back to circling back to once you have your partner, right? In the case of our podcast, it's you and I, in the case of when you have a business, it's your business partner. Mm-hmm. And then when you enter into a really a free and loving relationship with a person whom you choose, you say, what do we, what is what's best for us in this situation? And I think that that's just so fundamentally simple that we forget. Like when I, when I was working not for myself, I would ask my, my employer, like, what else do you need from me? What's an expectation to make sure that this relationship works? Mm. As long as we have that communication on the forefront, I think that a lot of this societal pressure kind of goes away. I don't know. Maybe I'm being naive about it. Mm-hmm. No, I I think there's something to know and that's important. I think I think my biggest takeaway from uh, us talking and everything and talking about expectations is a lot of those times, those expectations are boxes and check marks that we as a society have made, I guess, in this take, in this context for women, but you can expand it to other people as well in general. And the thing, and the reality of the situation is not everybody is in the right time, place, circumstance, however you want to put it to like follow those expectations, nor do they have to, right? So 
whatever for whatever works for you works for you right so like if it means like for your friend melissa you mentioned if it means like she wants to take a pay cut and demotion to be with her family that works for her and her family in that time and space if she Mm -hmm. wants to do vice versa and blow up her career and do what she wanted and still be family like that works for her in her space the thing is like those conversations only happen between you and the people who are involved in those conversations so mm -hmm. if you are not that person or in that conversation it should be sit down it shouldn't be any of your business i think that's the thing just sit down Mm -hmm. like look if it works for you it works and for it's you. It's so hard. It's so mm-hmm. hard to not put in your two cents. It's so hard to say like, and I'm not saying like, don't be concerned for your friends who are in danger. No, be, be, you know, like be, be concerned, be concerned. I'm not, right? I'm not uh-huh. saying that. I'm saying like, sit down and just let it play out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause like, I think even with you, right. I'm going to just put your business out there. Cause I yeah, think put, that. Put my business out there. Well, cause like, Right? Like, I, for just, just just a brief example, you shared earlier in the podcast that you just broke up with your ex. Uh huh. And I enjoyed your ex. He was mm-hmm. a, a, a decent person, mm-hmm. very kind, very, I mean, Midwestern Catholic man. And I would probably be friends with him, except that now I can't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now wouldn't be um, the time, you know. <laughs> right, exactly. And that's and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And he was sweet and handsome and all of the things. Never once did I tell you, mm, nah, mm-mm. Because it's not my space. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I let I I sat down. I supported you. I supported every decision you made. Mm-hmm. And I even, towards the end of the relationship, when you were going back and forth, and I was like, why don't you break up with him? And you're like, oh, I don't know. And what did I do? She sat back. She sat. She just sat and drank her tea. And she watched it go down. Like, not in a mean way of, like, she is capable of figuring out if she needs me, I'm here. But, like, her and what I love about Maria Elena, and I do wish a lot of people were like this. Like, this is not the first time she has, like, supported me in – different stuff where people may have looked at me weirdly or whatever, but like she like will take us like a seat and just like watch it play out. Like if I need her two cents, I can ask and she'll probably give it to me, but she'll just like, it's like none of her business, right? She'll just sit back and be like, they know what works best for them. If they need for this to happen, then they need for this to happen. And like, I think that is what we just need to do in general because mm-hmm. a lot of people have so many things to say just in general. Yeah, right? you don't have anything to say. Like, you you don't have anything to say. You don't know what I'm feeling internally. You don't know every single side of the story, exactly. right? Like, I only know I only know the side of the story that you're telling me. Mm-hmm. And so, and yesterday after we were done podcasting, I said I didn't tell you this throughout any of your relationships, and you know that I liked him. Mm-hmm. But you're too much woman for him. Yeah, yeah, and, she and told that me was that. what a week, a week and a half after you guys broke up. Yeah, yeah, and that's the first time I heard her tell me that, and I was like, hmm. "Well, because it's not my damn business to talk about it. It's not. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times we, as people, expect people to act in the way that we would want them to act. Mm-hmm. So we're going to influence their actions, mm-hmm. and that's just nasty manipulation, right? Like." Mm-hmm. And it's okay to sit back and say, like, well, that's not how I would do it. But I need to know and respect that this person, whether it's a man or a woman, is capable enough to, one, navigate it on their own, and two, trust me enough that if they need me, they will ask for help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Right, right. And I like saying for you, like, you making this – uh journey to Europe for three months which I'm kind of jealous because I'm like can you just put me in a suitcase but like you need this time I mean you can come visit me you can come visit me oh I mean I'll I'll follow up with you on that but no in all seriousness though like Marla is making this big decision which she has expressed to me and I feel like a lot of people are very much like why are you doing this like you can't be because Part of it is, like, you just need time. Part of it is, like, you want to go back to your significant other and, like, 
work stuff out and see if this is what it is. And I think a lot of people have a lot of things to say of like, oh, like you're doing too much. This is a bad decision. You're putting your career on hold. What if like doesn't work out? What if you're just making a fool of yourself? All of these things. And it's like, well, one as a friend, I support her. Because I I know you well enough to know that if you think that this is the best decision for you, you know what you are feeling, what you're going through, then you go off, bon voyage, we'll see you in what, three and a half months or whatever, right? Maybe. But, <laughs> sorry, we'll, we'll see you at some point, right? But you know this decision works for you. It is big and bold and a lot, and some people are concerned, which, you know... I can't blame them for being concerned about the same time. It's none of their business and they can't tell you not to do it. Like you're smart and capable. I know you figure it out. And if you need me, or if you need anyone, you'll, you'll circle back. Right. And we'll all be here in the States, just like supporting you. That is all that we can do and should do. You're not making also a dangerous decision either. It's not like mm-hmm. you're, I think that's also the thing is look, you're not doing something like crazy, stupid, like, you're I'm not, making- I'm not, I am not threatening to go into Ukraine and adopt all of the children that have been displaced from orphanages that Putin and his little fucking minions have sabotaged. I haven't thought about that at all. Right. So, <laughs> so with that being said, it's summary. She's not also making like a dangerous decision either. And she's making a decision that she knows works best for her and I believe will be fruitful no matter the outcome right so all that to say is um people fuck your expectations just be quiet just be quiet it's it is okay to be be you be be humble listen to that inner voice right exactly listen to that little part of you that says do it even if it's like even if it's the tiniest little do it like, do scary things because, like, right. you only get one life. Like, yo, low. Like, you what is it? Like, the Catholics would be like, it's you live forever. You only die once. Yeah, you're right. You only die once. <laughs> so what's the worst thing you can happen? You die? Okay. Right. <laughs> so, like, man, like, you was going to die anyway, so. <laughs> so, yeah. So when you think about expectations, think about the expectations you set for yourself first. Mm-hmm. And then think about the the source. Actually, I have a flow chart. Mm-hmm. Give me a second. I'll be right back. Okay. I love this. Marla is now going to her flow chart, and she's going to pull it up. I don't know I what this flow chart is. <laughs> I wrote it down and I put it in my pantry because mm-hmm. it, it was important for me. It is from Rachel Hollis, mm-hmm. and it says other people's opinions. A flow chart. Someone has an opinion of you. Did you actually hear them say it? Yes or no? If no, don't worry about it. Again, someone has an opinion about you. Did you actually hear them say it? If yes, do you actually know this person? If yes, do you value their opinion? If yes, was it offered out of love? If yes, was their opinion constructive? If yes, give it some thought. Decide what's best and don't worry about it. There we go. There we go. (laughs) Right? So, like, and it's just, like, I – and it's the same thing with other people's expectations. Like, just scratch out opinions and put in expectations and be like, bro, you're not paying my bills. I got my own bread and I have my community that's going to support me. Exactly. So my hope for all of our listeners is that they can find someone who loves them and accepts them for who they are and where they can mess up in a free space that is loving and caring. Yeah. So I'm so happy. I just want to say I'm happy we re-recorded. I think it was (laughs) – no, no, I I think it was good. One, just being vulnerable. And two, funnily enough, it kind of goes – with the whole expectation thing, like somehow God was like, Oh, I'll make this episode just a little bit more interesting. He's like, they could have I done will, better. <laughs> he will write straight with crooked paths. Oh, amen. So no, but it's true. I think in summary, just like, I guess because we're women and this is women's history month and well, this is 
the belated international day of the women like you do what's best for your life women out there you know what's best for you and societal expectations are expectations that are boxes that people try to put us in and you don't need to be in that box if that box doesn't work for you then you don't have to do it. And I think just in general, we say this to women, but to all of our listeners and really to everybody, just you got to do what you got to do. Fuck everyone's expectations. And it will somehow all work out. I think if you're doing it with good intentions and good faith and you're being true to yourself, then that's all that matters. Absolutely. So my name is Mary Elena Mariquin. And I'm Leo Kadia Chwafe. Until next time, take your vitamins, stay hydrated, take your vitamins, and be kind. And remember to always come as you are. Bye for now. Bye. I love you, listeners.